Do sheet masks work as well as traditional masks? Sheet masks work on the basis of occlusion, meaning when there's a topical which is applied on skin and is also simultaneously in contact with something moist, such as a sheet mask, or for that matter, even a damp cotton pad or a towel, there is increased absorption of the topicals by the skin. So the question of efficacy or working as well is not so much whether it's a case of a traditional mask or if it's a gel formula, clay formula or a sheet mask but really whether the active ingredient contained in the mask can perform with the precise active ingredients that have a desired result on skin then we can proceed to talk about the effectiveness of the type of mask so whether it's a sheet or gel in my practice for instance whenever we want to increase absorption of any topical that is dispensed to patients and in some cases it could be medicated uh, prescription creams for instance topical steroids for treatment of eczema i would always advise them to apply a wet cotton sheet as a form of a wet wrap onto their face to increase skin care absorption so overnight masks are also commonly discussed in skincare and i think that it is um, sometimes misunderstood as a superior or more hydrating type of mask that's more effective because at the end of the day it really boils down to marketing an overnight mask is a moisturizer really because you can't use um, say a gel formula overnight it would dry up on skin and eventually also lead to dehydrated skin because of the vehicle so an overnight mask is almost always a cream but it also gets quite sticky so some manufacturers may change the formula to a slightly more lightweight emulsion that feels that it's absorbed better onto skin but again we really need to understand that at the core of masking is the delivery of number one moisture in the form of moisturizing ingredients and secondarily, active ingredients, which in this day and age, we understand to be mostly antioxidants that are effective for restoring cell energy and enhancing skin radiance. So all sleeping mask formulas are essentially the same as moisturizers because these are leave on rather than wash off ingredients and they work by absorbing onto skin in order to produce moisturizing effects. When you leave a topical on the skin for more than 12 hours, for instance, it would be important to ascertain how suitable these ingredients are. And by that, we also mean the ingredients present, the preservative, the vehicle concentrations, and essentially all the components being intended. Uh, for skin applied for an extended period of time and not as a wash-off gel mask or in 
the case of a cleanser for instance we know we cannot leave the cleanser on overnight so it's a good marketing invention because I think it does encourage individuals to apply the proper amount of moisturizer which is a liberal amount because that's what most people think of sleeping masks as so the overnight process essentially is helpful because during the day I feel most people are not so inclined to have too much moisturizer or any form of cream on their face because of the residue and maybe because of the weather and also because it may not go on very well under makeup so the key here is to understand if the active ingredients in the overnight mask contains anything that's possibly irritating such as lactic salicylic glycolic acids or retinols especially uh, one could actually develop skin irritation or some form of allergy from masking over an extended period of time so this is when uh, we often as dermatologists find that the culprit is in one of these leave-on formulas most topicals would be fully absorbed onto skin within a couple of hours so I think it's not really necessary other than for a marketing feel-good sort of um, illustration to teach people how to use a skincare mask as a part of their regular routine but it's not truly necessary to tell someone to leave something on overnight because at the end of the day it will be absorbed within a few hours it is more important to emphasize that a liberal amount of any moisturizer one that they are used to one that delivers the active ingredients that have beneficial effects for their skin whatever they're comfortable with if they use a liberal amount of that uh, especially during the sleeping cycle because that's when your skin cells start to repair all of that is really beneficial for skin because it's also part of the repair that goes on when we are resting so many people also wonder if it's really at all necessary to mask the skin and if there are specific benefits so i think masking is super important if you have dry skin or sensitive skin but that's only as effective as the moisturizer you are using if you are already very diligent with other aspects of skin health and your skincare routine proper cleansing applying cosmeceuticals using a face mask can help to deliver the requisite moisture to your skin and also if you are using a gel mask for instance that could be an opportunity to incorporate active ingredients which are more concentrated and would otherwise be quite irritating on skin if used as a leave-on skincare product the benefits of masking is mostly associated with increasing skin moisture repairing the skin barrier and so you must look out for ingredients such as glycerin ceramides hyaluronic acid and potent antioxidants which uh, most of the time are plant derived i think that we must make the distinction between clay masks and all other types of masks i actually do not recommend using clay masks for any type of skin because these contain astringents 
In the past, we used to think that acne was caused by excess oil production, but that's not the case. Acne itself is quite complex. It's an interplay of your genetics, the process of inflammation, hormones, as well as excess oil production. But drying out the skin with an astringent, such as using a clay mask, doesn't just disrupt the skin barrier, it also disrupts the regulation of oil production. And this is where we start to see the oily dehydrated skin phenomenon, which is really a nightmare. So whether you're dealing with a client, if you're an aesthetician or uh, you're a doctor and you start seeing that, then it becomes quite difficult without oral medications to get the inflammation under control when you are dealing with dehydrated and at the same time inflamed skin. So if you are using a clay derived product or any type of mask that contains acids, glycolic salicylate lactic acids, it is possible to over mask. So that's when you find that you develop some form of eczema or dermatitis. They're synonymous. Some people may think it's because they're allergic to the product, but allergy itself is quite specific. As dermatologists, we divide that into irritant contact or allergic contact dermatitis and only allergic contact dermatitis is considered a true form of allergy. Irritant contact dermatitis has to do with the fact that the ingredient is either left on for too long or is in too high concentrations and hence leads to skin dryness and flaking. So I think at the end of the day, if you have greasy skin or combination skin and you don't want to go for a purely hydrating mask, I think a gel mask formula is ideal. So it is what the pharmacy's amino acid mask is based on. It has a gentle astringent effect. It delivers vitamin C, which is helpful, say for acne scars and many other dermatological conditions. It helps to balance the microbiome and also incorporates other antioxidants in a soothing gel formula. And if you are applying it, say, at home or in the salon where you're working at, you can also refrigerate it. The temperature of your skincare products can enhance its anti-inflammatory effects. So the question here really is if you want to mask more often or you know, in the case of certain individuals who feel that they want to mask daily, I think that if your mask contains the active cosmeceutical ingredients that have um, been proven to exert beneficial effects on the skin, it does help to use it more frequently. However, if you are more concerned with preservation of your skincare in the sense that you don't want to spend too much money uh, using up your skincare in a short period of time. A budget DIY mask is also very straightforward. Simply apply your favorite ceramide-based moisturizer on your skin uh, and use a damp cotton towel or 
a blank mask sheet, uh, those without the essences, or microfiber towels, I find that they are fairly useful because they're very soft on skin and they also um, can absorb a fair amount of moisture without it being messy or dripping. Apply it on, your, on top of your moisturizer and that essentially is the occlusive effect that dermatologists talk about when you apply sheet masks. There is this trend of combining different masks. I think at one point of time, people were marketing such masks. I don't think that's necessary. The different types of ingredients may increase a process known as sensitization. And to divide your face, in, uh, face up in this way is also uh, rather pseudoscientific. However, if you find that your T-zone is greasier and you wish to use salicylic or lactic acid infused face mask for those areas and a hydrating mask for other areas, it does sound like a good idea in theory. However, from a medical perspective, it's much more efficient in the treatment of oily skin to just apply chemical peels that contain a higher concentration of salicylate, lactic or glycolic acid as a procedure. Uh, and then subsequently rinse it off rather than having very low concentrations present as a leave-on mask because the effects number one will not likely be as good and over time the leave-on mask may cause skin irritation. I typically never recommend astringent masks and that uh, also includes those marketed as clay types for oily skin types for any skin condition even the super oily skin um, you know because these are not proven to help with acne treatment at all all face masks should fulfill one function and that is delivering skin moisture the key is really looking at the root cause of skin conditions and treating them. However, as a non-medical personnel, you're not expected to know that. But the beauty of skin is also that it's highly accessible. So whatever you apply on skin will deliver a therapeutic benefit in the ideal scenario but using a product on sensitive skin or diseased skin will lead to different outcomes than if you were to use it on normal combination or oily skin types. And this is where you have to be careful. I think cosmeceuticals are generally safe and if you omit retinol, that's always a fail-proof sort of approach because retinol itself, while being touted as the gold standard anti-aging, etc., is rather outdated given that we have peptides and plant-based retinol alternatives that have much lower, if not minimal, irritation risks and deliver similar benefits.